0: Do you have fake ID?
1: No, I was talking about like house party when house parties were um, safe, when it was actually did you safe to go. Nah, yeah, how Never. hard it was for me and everybody. Get it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and my and it's went off. Well, I mean, I can't say that. I, I do got a sweaty <laughs> lip, dude. Some people got them sweat ducks or whatever right here. Marcus's brother was looking at the yearbook and he saw my picture. And he went, "Mama mia, we're this is happening somewhere else, but we all have fucking you know banana heads." <laughs>
1: How y'all doing? Welcome to Rolling Through It. I'm Felipe, uh, aka Flip the Crypt, aka Wheels, aka whatever you want to call me. Uh, this podcast, what we're trying to transition into, is creating positive outlets, not only mentally but physically, to help everyone. I know we going through shit, especially after COVID. You know, we're still trying to figure our groove. So that's why I want to go with this platform and getting everyone out there. For me, I use music a lot through everything I went through in my life. Um, but also I found art, I found dancing, multiple outlets, and that's what I want to provide to you guys. And I got my man Chango here with me and my other man Dale, my other man Andreas, and we're here to help provide that outlet for people. And we're also going to have guests on here with us that are going to help give their perspective of how mentally you can get yourself positive and also just enjoy life. Um, That's the reason why I want to do this. I mean, in my perspective, I've been through a lot, um, but so has everyone. And my thing is I'm just trying to give the raw perspective of what you may go through in life and how you can find better outlets for that. Um and then I'm gonna go ahead and let my colleagues over here with me uh explain the reason why they were interested in doing this with me. Uh go ahead and take it away, Chongo.
2: So well, as you said, I'm I'm Gabe Chongo, one of the DJs here in Sacramento. Mainly interested in this this part this podcast, this project, uh because I want to bring a little bit of awareness to everyone. Um, As far as the music game for me goes, I definitely use that as an outlet. And um, I just kind of want to explain and express how I do that and what music has done for me throughout my life and uh, how it's created uh, positivity and um, how we can uh, bring awareness for mental health.
1: We got Dave over here.
0: Oh, just jumping the intro, all right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, all right.
1: We're it,
3: we're by row.
0: I mean, yeah, man. In general, we're talking uh, mental health, overall wellness. Um, I think music, especially, and conversation has been a, a, a big defining uh, or defining like variables in like changing or like bettering uh mental health or like overall wellness right i mean communicating about it is where it really starts communicating with with oneself first and then with those around you is where it like really starts and um and want to support everything that you do man and and really i think it all of us i think i could speak for all of us like um really respect and like look up to we've talked about it before look up to like your perspective on life and like just how like you handle things. I mean, before I even like we really even knew each other, I was like, Yeah, who's this motherfucker here? Like this is like crazy. Like, you know, like um just living living life at the moment and to its fullest and like you do that. I really respect that. I look up to it yeah. and like so for you it. to like bring us together and facilitate conversation regarding all the above, um, yeah, man, down for the ride. So <laughs>
1: I appreciate the perspective and the praise I do. Like I said, I'm just trying to get everyone out there to just don't be shy. I mean, it doesn't matter what position you're in, whether it's in a wheelchair, whether it's, you know, whatever your situation. It's always nice to be out in public and kind of just enjoy yourself. Um, And then now we're going to go with my guy, Andreas, over here, uh, give
3: his perspective on it. You know my life, man, like you said, you know, we all here to support you more than you know, anything else first and foremost. we I'm right behind you every step of the way, you know what I mean? But um
1: Literally and figuratively.
0: Yeah.
3: No, but um but yeah, like I said, you know, I'm here to support you more than anything else, but also you know we're just like I said, like they said, you know, it's like a positive thing you're trying to do here. And it's um, I think something that needs to happen that like to, um, you know, something I like open up a conversation about mental health and that bring awareness to what we're all aware of, but none of us speak on. You know what I mean? What we exactly. won't tell the person to our left and right. And we'll, we won't, you know what I mean? We're all rolling through it. You know, no one exactly. else is. Exactly. Um, exactly. you know i'm too aware of you know always thinking like oh that guy has a good that guy's solid that guy is like i wish i was like that or like you know what i mean but we all got our own things we all got our own perspectives and like hardships that we formed our perspectives so if you guys don't see this is our apartment
1: so <laughs> our goal here is and my goal is you're in my home and you're in my mind and that's the perspective we're trying to give here is i'm trying to open up as raw as possible so that we can speak about what things are happening and each and every one of us work in the industry of Sacramento and you know we love having a great time but we do see people out there that a great time is a long time and it's definitely something that has to be kind of talked about whether it's through drugs or just going out all the time there's certain breaks and mentally it can be draining. I've been there multiple times and it's an outlet that I'm trying to get out of but also Create outlets for people to find other ways yeah. to still have that
3: euphoria or that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, De stress and, you know, unwind. but it can't be your state. That's the same. Yeah. I mean,
0: have you found, just kind of some conversation. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, have you, uh I mean, I know, like, I've been in the industry for many, many years, and I think, you know, you. you we we'll are come around quite a bit, but, like, recently in the last, what, two years? Mm-hmm. Like, working in the, uh, hospitality industry, right? And there's, like, there's, a definitely, I think you've experienced it pretty quickly where you, you realize there's a, like, sensory overload yeah, to a sense, right? Where you, like, you kind of become, um desensitized to, like, how much information and how much interaction that you're mm-hmm. having during these, like, short yeah, bits yeah, of time, which are, like, your shift, which then turns yeah. into hanging out with coworkers and mm-hmm. people that you meet while you're working, right? And, and those also consist of, like, a lot of, like, uh, stimulation on yeah. like, all kind of different levels, right? Music, social interaction, uh, alcohol, you know it. there's yeah. there's a bunch of yeah. stuff going on mm-hmm. at all those moments right so like um, it's dope because you've like caught on pretty quick that like it's not really sustainable to to live at that that um, level at that of, level yeah, all exactly. the time right yeah. and and sometimes you know people take breaks from it people like find out really like fascinating ways to like manage that energy and manage like their output and how much they're like taking in um, and then some people don't manage it, but I think they think they're managing it through mm-hmm. uh, getting more exposure to it, right? Yeah. Like, um, yeah. So, I mean, in, in your... How long did it take you to kind of start realizing that, like, oh, like, this this much, like, sensory stimulation and, like, you know, output and input at these, like, high levels, like, isn't sustainable? Like, how...
1: I think for me uh in my perspective was I would say like a a year into being dar- uh, like darling and flamingo just because I mean I I started going out when I was like 14 15
0: Do you have a fake ID?
1: No, I was talking about like house party when house parties were safe oh, wow. when it was actually Did safe to go. you have a fake ID though? No. Yeah, you know, how that hard is. it was for me to ever get it. <laughs> and my brother could <laughs> believe that shit. <laughs> yeah, that was... What does, does it?
0: What, how would they find out? I like mean... That's a crazy... Well, it's a crazy question. My dad
1: know? taught me of, like, certain ways they could look at it, at least at bars. But nowadays, it's actually kind of hard because of the whole systems that everyone has and scanning and, like... Yeah. Yeah, like... And plus what they put on the IDs now. Back then, I would say, when I was... was 10 years ago. It was... You can just show up. They look at it and they're like, mm. "All right, go ahead." Because they're
2: not flashing it in a little light anymore. Yeah, like, exactly. Looking for yeah. layers of security. Yeah, I exactly. had a fake
0: yeah. ID. My cousin uh, <laughs> had green eyes and blonde hair. And you probably like blondish hair.
2: Probably yeah. still got in though. Still made it for in for sure. Oh yeah. All the time. Yeah. yeah. But it, then
0: they asked me like, "What my what my sign was," which was a good question. <laughs> you were
1: know. like, "Cause I had to be like I, Fuck.
0: I don't know like what sign. <laughs> You got to keep that chart in your pocket. Yeah, yeah, you're like, wait, moon. hold on,
1: Sagittarius. Sagittarius. <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he said my moon was the Gemini. But <laughs> I had a fake ID
2: and was so messed up that one night I had it. The first night I went out, he asked me where I was from.
1: <laughs> went oh, over your oh, head. Man, yeah, I was bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, but I mean, for me, it was fun. It was a good time. I, I mean. But I think working in the industry and like seeing it for yourself, where you're not drinking, also, it's kind of like oh shit, like no, definitely. it definitely I mean, as feel... as you were touching on was like it's a it's where you're like forgetting about it, like it's a distraction. It's a you're only having fun for this X amount of hours, but you're gonna wake up tomorrow and be like, fuck, I still gotta live life, and that's where I was kind of like all right, I need to find other outlets besides going out or doing stuff, which was, I got really into the gym. Like, I, I go to the gym. I try to go at least three to five times a week. Um, that, to me, also tires me out because... You, well, like,
0: train some people too, right? Yeah, uh,
1: I mean... We got
0: to cut in at this point <laughs> some, uh some uh, pictures of... Uh, uh, Jimmy lunardelli Yeah. Uh, so they they call uh, like, too. Cole ch- with me. Yeah. Cole's fucking chisel. Yeah. So I mean Jimmy's, they they had a good figure yeah. and it's kind of like like a he's like a mold. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah he's he's not, like a from strong safe. Nah, safety I didn't. I play, base, like, he plays baseball. Oh, I play I, baseball. I play baseball. I play I, baseball. I mean, he <laughs> <like, laughs> yeah, looks like baseball. Oh, that's this is where yeah we got to show some pictures. But not.
1: uh I mean they had a good they were solid. Uh, before I even worked with them but to well, have them like come, come in, in
0: they look weak as shit <laughs> so they can't they rise <laughs> they weren't here they were before sloppy. it wasn't here sloppy. before
1: uh, but now nah, they came in and like they fucked with my workouts and I'm in there for about two three hours to be honest I do a good amount of lifting and then I do cardio and then I do sauna um, for me it was more of like I'm disfigured either way but I noticed when I'm bigger, a lot of things mush together more, and also I kind of like I like being fit. Like it's nice. It's to me it's therapeutic. I put on an album or a mix or whatever, which also that comes into play with the music is like, it. I've gone in by myself and still like, one album will get me through my entire workout and just the sounds and the vibes of it.
2: i to owe you in- a
3: playlist. Oh, no. <laughs> if you Off had
0: camera. to <laughs> if He's if you that pick uh, uh, one album from start to finish, no shuffling songs, just that to work out to, you're stuck in it. You're not stuck in a gym for your whole life. You're stuck on an island with a gym with one album.
1: Oh, So there's like weights and everything, but I can't make a canoe. And there, no, there's an island. There's an <laughs> yeah. island. This is way he more than You said you got state of the art. You're, you're <laughs> by
0: yourself <laughs> on an island with one gym and one album to play with a really good stereo system. Recently? What do you pick? No. I oh, like, what all you, the time. Rest um, of your life. No, no I'm saying you no, have like one album, one one album to work oh, out to. Your whole life, you have to work out to <laughs> this album in order for the rest of your life to work out what album would that be no song skips
1: this will be biased of of me because i'm this is biased as shit yeah 2014 forest hill drive j cole oh
0: wow why
1: because it literally the way it flows is like a workout you start off it's got like kind of mellow beats but it's got a little bump to it Mm. and then once you hit that middle it's like g-o-m-d like all those like hype you up, hype also, you up you know, yeah, get you in your feels, and to then think towards about. the <laughs> end when you're like doing either cardio or sauna, you're like it's got like love yours like some deep shits where you're like mm. fuck like that was great, and then you end it, and that to me that's a flow of how my workouts are. I start that's off stretching, mean, um, yeah, okay, okay. What
3: would
0: be yours? What well, we well go around? Shoot.
1: The <laughs> just kind of pick off of back
2: off of like. Kind of like a journey, something that takes me on a journey that would put me through that. Um, it's a live album. It's Porter Robinson and Maddion. They both did a collaboration, and it's literally sadness, hypeness, Like you, you, they'll put something on. It's an immediate like, now I'm pissed off. But it'll be like it's a like consistent a like, yeah, yeah. It's like What's this crazy climb. Uh, shelter, shelter. It, it's they do really well at. Kind of putting you in, you know, through all of those emotions, but ending on a really happy note. It's just, it's
3: just nice. It's just yeah. nice. Yeah. About you, man. Man, I was you hoping to go before. I was like, keep my records real quick, <laughs> man. But, um, sheesh. No, that's tough. That's tough. I wouldn't necessarily like, maybe not like a workout album. It's not what I'm really thinking about. That's all you can do on the island, as is well. Sheesh, out. I mean, that might be what I need. <laughs> Let's lock in real quick. I mean, <laughs> in six months, bro, I'll come back different. Um, sheesh, nah, that's difficult though. Even just an album in general is like hard to. I mean, I listen to like a lot of hip hop, so it's like I feel like uh, that's tough okay, Even just you to narrow stuck, it down.
0: You're stuck in a in a garden by yourself for the rest of your life. DMX and
2: then there was X. <laughs> 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 is that the one he's covered in blood? No. That different album. It I don't know which uh... one is that. Uh, then there was actually just a big X on it. And it's when, well, I mean, I can't say that he does pray in it for sure.
3: <laughs>
2: he's... He, there's, a, there's a whole song where he, he prays.
3: Oh. And
0: it then starts barking it. like, <laughs> a dog, <and> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, didn't answer the question though, though. I didn't,
3: I didn't. No, didn't. yeah. No, yeah. I I was just kind of man. dancing around it <laughs> Tip that tiptoeing, uh,
1: I guess. No, but um
3: uh just thinking off of my uh like my old hip hop, I like uh, something I could spin always back to back is uh that Black Star album that, you know, most stuff in uh Tell 'em That's pretty dope. That's um he and that that's like color. that um it's like orange. orange and, yeah, it's yeah, orange okay. and like brown or like yeah. um yeah i got that in the closet over there that's um but yeah that's my probably my cool out of one. not they're not necessarily like my goats or anything but like you know yeah, that's yeah. like something i could spin back to back every time that like no skips no nothing like every song has turned that up you know what i mean so was like, dude
0: talib kwali was uh it's one of the, it actually was the first hip-hop concert I ever went to at the uh um the colonial theater oh, wow. in oak park yeah. And actually uh, Roy that um owns 12 Wax and All City Homes. He I didn't real I didn't know back then. I like I like snuck into it. Um I probably should pay for that ticket now that. that's <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> but, uh But uh, like, bro,
1: send me your Venmo, <laughs>
0: Yeah, but I mean I was like I I think it was like early high school and uh and let my cousin talk me into smoking hash for like for the first time ever. Um, and uh, s- snuck into it and it was like, there's probably like 200 people in this theater, like colonial theater is very small. Talib Kweli got up there and just like, they, it turned into a whole cypher. People were like, yeah. like oh, freestyle with oh, him. Yeah, I was like mind blown show Yeah. It was dope. Like there's it nothing but love was like going crazy. Um, Damn, that's a good one. Damn, yeah, if I had to. Well, he
3: has a podcast a too, so he's you know he's the, oh, the People's uh, Party or whatever. I think it's yeah. called. Um, yeah,
0: like
1: uh, most stuff. Oh, it's Dave Chappelle, uh-huh. uh, most stuff, most stuff, and, uh, Tali? and I think I
0: think and then Talibu, and Talibu, yeah. People's Party. Yeah, dope. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. shout out, they do great, great fucking podcasts. Yeah, man, um, that, that podcast. That bad podcast. I think awesome. the album I'd pick is. Uh, While we're uh, uh all eyes on me man two point.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's definitely the hype it's yeah. kind of a
0: kind of an easy pick it's double disc right <laughs> deluxe
3: yeah <laughs> uh that was a that
0: was, yeah. all right well enough of that hypo <laughs> 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 what uh what do you guys want to do next
1: what? well <laughs> since you brought up the all eyes on me album uh I recently watched the Dear Mama show, or the show, the well technically it's a documentary it's like a of series. uh yeah. Yeah. yeah a doc series on FX that was on uh, Tupac, but not even just Tupac it was also on his mom. To me, like I watched it, and that's kind of what I grew up on of like the image of Tupac, of how intellectual he was, how he was brought up on a serious background of you know getting the full on information of how African Americans were treated in that time and also it showed how his mom had a fight not in that times but also going on to fight for his her son too but it also showed the modernization of how Tupac fought of uh, with lyrics or bringing up police brutality which unfortunately is still going on to this day and but it just to me all the other docu series, or documentaries, or movies that were done on Tupac, for me just gave that light of like, oh yeah, he was smart, but he did all this bad shit, and he you know got crazy and got killed. But this docu series to me showed like he was very intellectual and had a plan for certain ways. And I know you watched it also, Dale, and I just want to see.
0: yeah for sure it was like super complex character and like i mean i'm not like a tupac historian for sure (laughs) i'm not gonna sit here and claim that but like i've always been fascinated with tupac i like remember being a kid when he like i remember where i was when i heard the news that he was shot you know uh which is like you know you're a little kid you know And, and like some of his songs are like near and dear to me i remember my like my dad actually rolling with my dad in his Forerunner uh, and, and he would like, I'd get in trouble for listening to like music with cuss words and shit like when I was yeah. when I was being bad at school but then at the same time like the next day we'd be rolling in his Forerunner and he'd be bumping like hit him up and he was like like talking to me about the song like isn't this crazy what he's saying? I was like, what, so do you want me to listen to this? <laughs> you do not <laughs> want me to listen to this? It was like i was I'm like, so, so confused. But like it, I guess at the end of the day it just showed like even like my pops at that time, like that's how good the music was. That like, even though like he was like unsure, you know, at that time too, it's like you have like a big push on like uh, uh, restricting certain content. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's right.
3: Made it it political that he was making a statement that people didn't want him to make, you know, that.
0: Yeah, I don't know what year they started doing the parental advisor uh, stickers on CDs and stuff. But I mean, it was like just Uh it was like it was yeah, a few that, yeah. years before that. So
2: um had the had the chronic but the clean version. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I bought the wrong CD. But like, you know, <laughs> it was like undeniably
0: good to where like, you know, I remember my pops was like worried because I was like fighting, doing a bunch of stuff. Was just dumb kid shit. And uh, you know, like the dumb shit. He wouldn't even let me wear a shirt that was like you remember uh a, uh a, not, not big dog, but uh top dog uh, yeah yeah no no, no, no. Dog. top dog N- i think it's where it was, it'd be, it'd be dogs like playing basketball yeah and, like doing a bunch <laughs> of cool shit and there was one shirt where it says like it's not the uh <laughs> it's not the the dog wait the bark and the dog what was <laughs> it it's
3: not the <laughs> the size of
0: the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it said. And uh, I couldn't get that shirt, and I was, like, bummed. He was like, it's going to make you fight. <laughs> it's, like, so stupid. Yeah. But, but it was, like, you know, it was, like, he didn't know. He was, like, figuring the shit out and, uh, you know, would, like, not let me listen to certain shit, but then at the same time, we'd be in the car and would be like, this is so good. You got to listen to it. Uh, anyway, but I think that, like, that documentary or docu-series was cool because it did definitely like, I remember being very interested in the history of Tupac and like his character and he's a very complex character. Um, not only because, you know, what he lived, but like how he did the analysis and like interpreted what his like purpose was and stuff. It was like pretty wild. What I like, what I already understood of like this complex character, mm-hmm. Tupac, right but like to see that story told alongside and like uh interactively with the story of his mom Mm -hmm. uh uh, even provides more context on like 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 oh wow like i mean i thought i kind of understood but like it provided a whole new context of like mm -hmm. like how deep it, it went especially like the history of like the black panthers right like yeah um like hearing from some of the folks that spoke on that docu-series like how like the federal government and you know local uh you know law enforcement, like um COINTELPRO and stuff like like uh mobilized against the Black Panthers and how it really like not only like took down like the movement but like really like stripped the soul right like by constantly like taking these folks that strive to, to, that, to, to make trial yeah, and, exactly. Like breaking up families and like it's like so crazy you know like and they talk about in that duck series how like um at this moment like a lot of the leaders were either like dead or like in prison or like becoming addicts themselves right like which like that's what happened to Tupac's mom No, um, exactly. Yeah. and like some people I think it's easy to like chalk it up like oh well Look at that. She became an addict. But like yeah. when you really, they like broke down the story and like you're like, wow, like this lady went through so much. Yeah, how would she not? Like, yeah. oh my God. It would, and it would it like. That brings the whole mental here. perspective,
1: so. the mental perspective of how they had to deal with. And also you see how, how they could tr- transition into drugs and into oh. outlets to get them out of the hell that they were in. I mean, going through all that, Seeing all that dealing with all that, especially she was pregnant in prison and had a damn near plea for her own life because no one else knew how to do it, and she won that's mm-hmm. that's not yeah. you well don't see done. that especially in that time, you don't see that often, yeah, you know that that was in much cases a close case because you had entire governments against them and but she fought them, and that's like the mental perspective of. You can go through all this, but again, you anyone can find an outlet to have them escape that. And that's, that was, again, their mission too, was how do we break up this, one eternally, but also physically and mentally, because that's what strives anyone, to do anything. You You want to push forward, but if you find a distraction or something yeah. that's... You, especially if we get knocked yeah. down so many yeah. times. Yeah.
0: Also, was not it Tupac's birthday? Like two. Days yeah, day, that days Gemini season. Like,
1: gang, gang.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, like you were saying, like. sent them behind the, the camera. Gemini season. Yeah, really. hey. yeah. We got three Geminis here. Bam. What, what are you? But, uh, but no, like I was just going to say, back to. Um, oh, what am I? Oh, I'm a Libra, unfortunately. It's, oh, no, Libra? It's, yeah. Is that bad? No, no. It's just like, yeah. It's yeah it's like the balance <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it right. the balance yeah it's it like the like... little scales oh yeah, yeah. but um, uh, but no, yeah, back to what you were saying about um the doctor series, I only see like a few episodes, but it was um it was a lot of uh, interesting stuff about his mom, just how like his mom struggled, even like she was pregnant with him, he wasn't there in prison with her, but he was you know what I mean she was there, and his like her struggle in that time shaped him to be you know how he was and wanted to make those statements and you know speak on those things that needed to be. Brought to justice, you know what I mean? Brought to light that um, they didn't want to be brought to light, you know what I mean, kind of thing. And the, um, I think yeah, a lot think of how it he is put censorship, it too. Is like, he
0: was, like, wasn't raising prison or during, like, in that system, but he was cultivated. I think it, yeah. like, he, like, used that term, which is, like, very interesting and, like, very telling of why he turned out how he turned out.
1: No, right. And, like, for me, at least in that dog series it was nice to see, like, how his mind was molded in, like, that parallel of his mom and then seeing him. Because not a lot of people see that. They were just thinking, like, oh, like, he grew up in the ghetto. He's, like, every other rapper that
3: was, like, no, trying to talk about the struggle. That, though, it was, like, he was exactly. Like, he died yeah. and he was, like, you know, it's because of his own actions. It's because of his lifestyle he chose or whatever, you know what I mean? But it's, like, that way discredits the music he made. And even if it was, some of it was gangster. He was talking about killing people or fuck mob Deep, you know what I mean? But it was, like... He did have a message and he wanted to bring things to light and bring justice to the system and yeah and it was like overshadowed through the, through you know, the uh you know, by his killing and
0: the platform of like art and, you know like there's plenty of uh pretty violent like country songs and uh rock songs like mm-hmm. metal i mean every not every genre because there's some pretty uh I mean,
1: there's always hidden messages if you really look at the lyrics or the sound. But I think with hip hop and rap, it's more harsh on because it's more raw. It's more out there. And I feel like a lot of other genres it's kind of like kinda played into the music, I guess you could say, where you think like, Oh, this is cool. But like if you listen to rap, like you're cussing, talking about like real shit. Yeah, and it's from like
0: uh uh a group that historically is you know subjugated and like made to believe that people should fear right so it's like, exactly. like using this this like method of like music and art to like tell stories of you know the fucked up shit that's happening in order to like make their situation better it like becomes very threatening to the masses at one point you know and still is honestly but but it's largely because of like what folks look like that are creating that Yeah, right? Exactly. Um, and that's, what's like very unfortunate, but it's cool that like, you know, like the power that he had, I and mean, we're here because of, you know, the, this nexus of like mental health and, and music and, you know, and a bunch of other topics, which, you know, I know you want to cover on here whatever that outlet is um, or whatever that like release is, whether it's like the arts, um, I mean, culinary arts, uh, I don't know, whatever hobby, you know what I'm yeah, saying? exactly. Like, we to cover all that, but like how powerful of a uh, therapeutic um, release like music was for a person like Tupac and like for everybody that followed in his footsteps and yeah. listened to him. Um, but also like how like threatening that could be. Um,
1: I don't know exactly. I mean, especially. For
0: other folks. You know.
1: And and the demographic at that time was, and what they try to label it as, is gangsters and thugs and criminals. So when you get into that art form, you definitely have that kind of spotlight on you of like you're associated with that. So whatever group you go with, whether it's color or you know, East Coast, West Coast, whatever, it's definitely of, okay, now you're labeled as that, so we see you as a threat or it's something we... Which, again, it's it's created through, you know, systemic of the government of let's have them fight within each other because why would they want to fight with us if they're pissed off at each other? And it's a, that, that was a distraction. And unfortunately, the brilliant mind of, you know, Tupac, uh, they created that narrative of when it definitely shows in that that documentary also of when he got locked up, it kind of tore him down a bit of like, I'm just trying to get out of here. Like I want to get out, whatever is possible. And unfortunately someone saw that as a opportunity to take advantage. And he did by getting him out. But then that's what, again, created that mindset of cool. Now we have this mindset for him that, okay, now you're definitely in that area. Like, and and you see at the end too that he was trying to get out of that. You see at the end of like, he was trying to do more for his organization of getting schools and music and poetry and art. Like, you especially in this one, you see a lot more of how he was into the, you know, theater arts of whether it's, you know, on the stage, live, or was on film. Like, and then poetically, like, you know, we were speaking on earlier of how they were able to, uh, throughout the documentary, they show his lyrics, but if like he was just talking. And if you take the sound out, you're like, oh shit, that's some dope ass poetry. But then you put the sound in and you can see how it's made to be like, you know, demeanoring or, you know, threatening, threatening, exactly. Yeah. All right, guys, well, thank you very much for coming to Rolling Through It. With me, we got Gabe, AKA Chongo. Dale, Mayo with a D, and then Andres had to go to work, but Andres also. Um, next episode, we're going to be going a little more deep in with Chago, kind of giving his background of what he got into, why he did what he do, and why he's shining big and blue. So we're going to have fun. Um, I appreciate you guys coming through. And uh, go ahead and subscribe. Go ahead and repost. Do what you got to do. But we're going to be back. Thank you for coming.